Should rip your hand off. Stick it in there, Mike. He lost his baby teeth. Now he's got like adult teeth. <laughs> Bigger needles now. Oh, <laughs> I boot you. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Toe Bear. Hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I caught him mid uh, text message and he's like, oh, I didn't I'm, know, here. I'm here. I didn't know that we were going to start with me. Uh, Big Mike. Hello. And Cook A. I'm here. Cook A, I, I, your B hole's a little raw this week. Uh <laughs> Tell us God. what happened this week. It sounds like that that you're you're pause. Bit. You gotta say pause after that, Aaron. Pause. Pause. <laughs> God damn it, man! Hey, oh, like, what the oh, fuck oh, is going episode. on? We're allowed to freely speak this episode. Uh, <laughs> Cookie, what happened? Yeah, man. So uh, Monday night, I go and watch the Titans play the Bills. Um, uh, I go watch them play the Bills at the Pioneer Bar, which is very close to my school, the University of Denver. Um, the Titans win. Go Titans. Tighten up, baby. Let's go. Um, but, you know, I you know, I have that. I have uh, some carne asada. I had a burrito there because I didn't know what else to eat. Um, what is this foreign food? <laughs> what is and, it? Inside, I mean, like, this is like the most gringo fucking burrito that you'll ever have. Like, it's just like strips of pretty much steak. And it was kind of cold. I didn't really think about it, but it was kind of cold looking <laughs> back. Theme. Yeah, like kind of cold meat and cookie do not mix well. No, no, they don't. Um, and refried beans were in it. Uh, I think there was some lettuce and some rice and some other Lechuga? stuff. Lechuga, yes, yes, Aaron, you got it. <laughs> um, so I don't think anything of it. Titans win. I'm hype. I go home. I go to sleep. I wake up and I go to class. Everything's still fine. Class is at one o'clock the next day. Um, and like midway through class, my stomach starts cramping up. And yeah. if you've ever been in class and your stomach starts cramping up, like you just get very uncomfortable and you're just like trying to like move your hands and legs and do stuff. Do you you're know? doing the math in your head. You're like, can I make it? <laughs> yes. Based on yes. all of my previous experiences. Yes, I think I can or no. And then, go. then you're also so I, I as somebody with IBS and somebody that has had this problem many, many times throughout my life, you also kind of take into the math of um, have you guys ever seen a boiler room? You have to let the steam off a little bit <laughs> yeah. of the boiler like so it doesn't like explode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes you think maybe I can let some of the steam off. But is is, no. is, is the steam, no. if I let some of that steam and the pressure out of that that, that boiler that is your, your colon, uh, is a little bit of that that uh, stuff going to come out with it? So, so you have to mm -hmm. kind of think that too. Cookie, we're... <laughs> Right now, Cookie, uh, did you let me steam off, or, or did you did you waddle? I never let any steam off. And that's probably where you never break the seal. I uh, yeah, that's where I, that's probably where I went wrong. So uh, the class is about two. No, actually, the class is like three hours, right? So I make it through the I make it through class, right? And I have my field placement slash internship right afterwards, which is like another hour. 
And by, by the time my field placement starts, my stomach is doing somersaults. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I got to be able to make it through this. I got to be able to make it through it. Why didn't you I was like, what was, I, well, there was no time in between. Cause it's like literally like, after one stop, Daniel Tiger start. taught me that there, there's always a restroom available. If you yeah. have to go potty, there was, there was restroom available, but like, here's the other thing. So I was getting fever chills. <laughs> yeah, so I had, yeah, I've I had, had that too, Cookie. It's a, it's commonplace. With IBS. Yeah. It's kind of like when, like right before you puke, your mouth gets all watery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's the sign that you're gonna shit your pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it never happened. Uh, it never happened. Listen, listen, listen. It never happened. I just had the chills, and I was just thinking about just staying warm. Right? I was like, how can I stay warm right now? I was like, what would Aaron do? Aaron's been in this situation before. I would have, I would have, I, I told you, I, I would have gone to the bathroom. I so here's what I did. Like it was like five minutes left in the session. I was like, hey guys, I gotta go real quick. And I just like, <laughs> ran to the bathroom and just pissed out of my fucking asshole. Oh, good. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Uh Cookie, uh, as somebody with IBS, I'm gonna give you some tips. If you gotta go, you gotta go wherever you can find a toilet. Don't be don't be shy. Don't be shy. <sighs> I'm sure that I'm sure that your your teacher would have written you a hall pass so you could have gone out yes. and, and, and gone to the, the the restroom with possibly no stall door because every th- yeah yeah again you, you got to just go when you can and where you can um, should have I've shit in some sketchy places oh, oh yeah. yeah especially uh on the on the road yeah I'll tell you uh I I've had it sometimes where it, it's an emergency right yeah. like. There is there's a difference between I can hold it for a few more minutes and I have to do it now. Dude, I had I had that same situation happen to me at Greenfield Lake and I'm doing the math. I'm like, can I Mike, I shit my pants at Greenfield Lake. Yeah, you did. And I (laughs) I, I, you know, heeded your advice and I go, I don't think I can make it home. Oh, no, I can't make it home. I have to go now. And so I shit in the public bathrooms at greenfield oh. like not the nice ones by the the boat rental okay I'm talking about the ones by the pavilion <laughs> at all the homeless uh not my proudest moment but hey when you gotta go yeah. you gotta go also cookie um if someone brings you cold food just send it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't eat it man sounds like you I, could have avoided this whole sir situation. this is cold <laughs> yeah yeah, I should have. I, I should have. After that first bite, I should have been like, yeah, you know, let me just send this back. But I didn't do it. I was like, I don't want to be rude. I'm hungry. Fuck it. I'll eat it. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes yeah. you got to cookie. You got to know when to hold it. <laughs> you got to know when to, to fold it, to fold it. Uh, sometimes you, you just got to you got to go. Well, this is a great way to start. With the podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we, last week we had the Dan Housen week and we uh, did not cuss. We did not. Uh, no swearing, excuse me. No swearing. And uh, it was a very, you know, clean and fun episode, wholesome episode. This week, uh, we're starting it off. We're starting it off rich, potty humor, rich, yes. <laughs> back, back to two dollar steak uh, cookie. I, I will tell you that that I've, I've had it before where I'm driving down the road and I'm like, now it just in my head. It's like now. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. And, and you know, <laughs> there is that that road. Like if I'm driving to work. There is about a seven mile gap where there is nothing the, yeah. from from uh, Bolivia to supply. There is seven miles of nothing. Then you get to supply. There's there's a kangaroo station on the right. I go wheels in like I'm, I'm like on two <laughs> wheels trying to get into this this 
kangaroo station and I run in. I'm like, they know him there. They're like, oh, it's Aaron. No, it's Aaron. Yeah, it's, it's I'm going to work. I'm going to be late for work. I know at this point. Um, <clears throat> and I just remember I, I run in and I guess the guy that was on the toilet did not realize that it was a multiple. So he locked the door. So he did not lock the uh, door. Uh, oh, no, he he he. <laughs> He had his door slightly open uh, and I like push it open. <laughs> oh my God. And he, I oh swear to God, God, he was one of those guys that like has to get real comfortable. So he had his shirt on <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> like holding his <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh God. At the rec center, we had, we had a guy we called naked shitter because he would get completely naked to take a shit. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, so that's there you terrible. go, Cookie. Uh, anything else this week? Oh man, no that that was pretty much my entire week was fucking food poisoning. <laughs> hey, la- last bit on this, hotels. Okay, is the place to go. Hotel lobby bathrooms. If you see a hotel, go- that's, that's interesting. I've never used that before. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Cracker Barrel's got nice bathrooms. And then you can shop afterwards. <laughs> <Get some penny. laughs> they actually ha- they sell poopery there, so you can be like, I- I'm, you know. There you go, uh, Cookie. Uh, I'm sorry about your. Oh your wait, oh, yes, yes. There was one more thing. Uh, my first football game. I didn't get a chance to tell you. Yes. Guys about how that. how was your NFL game? And were you that obnoxious fan that we hate? So I was that obnoxious fan with Raiders fans because if you look at Raiders fans, they look like the stereotypical Raider fans. So like, they look like members of the uh, of the, the the rap group NWA. I've got respect for Raiders fans, though. Either they either look like members of NWA or Cypress Hill. Like, they, <laughs> like it's one or the other. There's no in between. Like okay. these motherfuckers are all jacked. They all wear glasses, black glasses, and they're all just bald or buff as fuck. I'm not messing with those people. It's pretty I was proud. I don't know. I, I like the Raiders fans, you know, not their like coach, them. though. Not their former coach. <laughs> yeah. Though. yeah, no, they not stick the coach. With their team and they're pretty hardcore about it. I like the fans, though. I was wearing my Raiders jersey that I've had since I was a kid. I was, I was with it. They were, all of them were just yelling Raiders like the entire time. That's how it sounds like the Eagles fans at the, <laughs> uh, the Panthers game last week. Uh, Cookie, what was the experience nice? It looked like you were kind of high up in the stadium, but it was, it, it, it still, you had a good view. Yeah, me and Ryan would know that. When, when yeah, we, like. we wouldn't know when we were in the, the luxury uh, box seat. Uh, how, how expensive is the food there? Because we didn't have to pay for food. Oh, um, so let's see. A hot dog was a hot dog was seven dollars. Jesus Christ. That's how expensive the food was. The hot dog was seven dollars. Did you, you eat go. a hot dog there? Fuck no. I I drank beer and that was it. Oh, OK. OK. But yeah. good time all around. Oh, I loved it. It was a cool experience. Even if, even though we were in nosebleeds, I could see everything. It's I like all it. 22 view, man. You get to see everything. Yeah. How to play, uh, you know, plays out and stuff like that. Fun. Very fun experience. Uh, so one thing that, that uh, Tolbert and I noticed is that music that we hate, like there is a certain kind of music that we would not listen to. But in a stadium setting, that music fits right in. Yeah. Also, you get one beer in Aaron, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, ball, it's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one beer and I was into some Kid Rock. <laughs> How, how was the environment there? Was, was was the guy playing the organ and stuff, or what, oh, was it gosh, just badass man. music? It was um, it was a lot of country music. Oh, 
Yeah, oh, there was Colorado. There was, yeah, you're in Colorado, man. There was a lot of country music. Um, I don't even. I, I don't even think ball with the ball was playing because I would have been lit for that. <laughs> I mean, cookies, cookies thinking about the the Woodstock '99 documentary. Yes, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And he says, and he says, Bill Clinton is a pimp, and Monica Lewinsky is a hoe. <laughs> a no, man. Like, <laughs> the music was terrible, honestly. It was uh, all the fans of what you expect they would be. It was just, yeah. The Broncos fans are boring. Yeah, you, I, you would think, yeah. Yeah, they're fucking boring. All right, Mike. Uh, Mike, what kind of week did you have? You, you, a big Ed is in town. How yeah, is had, how is that? Had a good like good week at work. Got to uh, spend some time with my parents who are in town this weekend. Got to call a football game on Friday. A good football game. Yeah, you took your dad to a great football game yeah, this Friday. Yeah, it was awesome. Got to do that. Made a couple references to wrestling. RVD was one of them. So, so South Brunswick came out to walk by Pantera, <laughs> which was like, I'm like, I, one thing, Pantera, not the best band in the world to get behind. There, there's some weird fandom along with them, but the song's badass. Oh, yeah. Undeniably, undeniably badass. So they come out and we're like, yeah, all right. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, South Brunswick. Uh, got could not play rugby because I'm still dealing with this back issue, but I did get to golf with my dad. Played one of the best rounds of my life. Shot an 81. Nice. So not the best ever, but pretty darn close. Uh, so so far so good. Got a haircut. Got a haircut. You finally did. I I did get my haircut by the same person. Yep. He re- we rescheduled to today. He's he's there for a half day today. Oh, okay, okay. Did did you care in him in a text message? No. I just said like ten dates, and I also booked with Devin just in case. And so I walk in, and Devin's like, "So uh, you want me to cancel that appointment for you?" And I'm like, "We'll see." <laughs> Poor guy. It's all yeah, good. We're good. I always feel we, like, all, we all got to chuckle about it. I feel like Devin always gets the scraps of everybody else. <laughs> hey man, he cuts hey. hair. You gotta, you gotta pay your dues. You gotta pay your dues. You gotta pay. Some, it's rough on them barber streets. Yeah, uh, Tolbert. Last night yep. you got to to serve all of the great <laughs> forgot about that. triathlon yeah. athletes here in yeah. Wilmington, Dude, North Carolina. You, you want to know how someone uh, is in an Ironman? They'll fucking tell you. <laughs> Fuck that. Let me. Let, I, on the way back, right? So the, this half marathon. Who the majority of these people are not Wilmingtonians. No. no. So they shut down half the fucking town in terms of traffic and all this. Sort of oh, stuff. it was off. There are two major arteries coming into the city from Brunswick County. One of those is completely blocked off the Isabel Holmes Bridge. And guess what they fucking do? They race the goddamn Cape Fear River Bridge. Oh Cape Fear Memorial God. Bridge. We were I was island. stuck. I was stuck. I'm like literally in traffic. I was like, this is the worst traffic I've ever been in in Wilmington. Why yeah. would you raise would the you bridge when there is one way into town? Yes, island boys. <laughs> oh my God. I was I was so livid. I was yes. so livid. <laughs> yeah, so I was. I was pissed too. Like not um, just the inconvenience yeah. of all that other garbage, but like, why are you gonna raise the bridge? Why are you gonna raise the bridge? <laughs> Fuck that boat. Apparently, so I heard this. So you know, I t- I, they were all in the bar, all over downtown. Downtown yeah, was yeah. busy. Everyone was like at the bar, cramping up, and talking shaking. about their. Well, you know, and, and, and yeah. at that point, everybody yeah. is is very. You probably didn't make a lot of money because one beer in, these people are so are dehydrated yeah, anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. hammered. And, yeah. not, and not to shit on these people too much because what they do is kind of crazy. But like, if you're going to do a half arm, half arm, do a full one. 
Yeah. Because like, but anyway, a lot of foreigners too. A lot of people from. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're nationalistic. <laughs> I'm talking like Australians, like people the from all the European. Radicalizes Tober <laughs> is having to serve Iron Man people at the bar. That's all, I love your 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 picture where it's like I don't want to be the best exercise. I play, play real, real sports. <laughs> That was the, my favorite Kenny Powers line. I did hear a cyclist fell off the bridge <laughs> like 16 feet and got stuck in the mud, and they had to rescue him. Oh, my God. I don't know. He fell into the marsh, apparently didn't die, and they had to rescue him. It had to be at the beach. That poof mud, or what yeah. is it? What is it called? <laughs> is it? Plus, but yeah. it'll get you. It's, it's like his ten thousand dollar bike just sitting there <laughs> sinking into the mud. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't confirmed the story, but I, I hear he's it's still like there. He, <laughs> they're gonna have to get. Hey, can somebody send me one of those Gatorade gels? Just throw them down for me. I'm running out of carbohydrates. They're gonna have to get a, a, a forklift yeah. to get him out with with uh, the mom of of buff the stuff. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, and have to wait till one time to get him. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be there about three and a half more hey hours. sir how tall are you the tide's supposed to get to like two feet you good <laughs> thank god it's not a lunar tide. oh god aaron aaron yes cookie do you think do you think that we can dub uh jr's commentary from when <laughs> mick foley jumped off the cell <laughs> <laughs> my god that killed him but yeah all good I got off work, I drank a beer, played some pinball. It was all good. <laughs> did, did anybody, were they obnoxious? Were they, they? No, everyone's just wore out, man. And they're, you know, you, you get your like, oh, I ruined the Iron Man today, you know, wearing the metal and the hat so, and so the gear Iron, and the form fit. So well, what what goes into a half Iron Man? Is it, is it all so three things? Run? So it's a yeah, triathlon. It's a triathlon. Right? So let me go. A full Iron Man is a five mile swim, 140 mile bike ride, and then finish a marathon. With a, finish with a marathon. Are you fucking kidding me? No, my buddy Gabe did one, but he didn't talk about it, which was kind of cool. What? So, <laughs> how is the human body? How is it? You train for it. So, like, like Gabe did this while we were in grad school. But who comes up with this and they're like, yeah, that sounds, oh, that so sounds good. That's fun. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea. Five miles swimming is terrible. Yeah. So last, it's so yesterday they did half that. So it was a two and a half mile swim, seventy mile bike, half marathon. You can also do it in teams there's relay as well. There's well, different. Then, that's wussy yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. that's for people like us. Yeah, like, I would be like, <laughs> can I just get like one mile? <laughs> yeah, can we swimming? Just... No, 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 one mile like j- jogging. I'll ride my bike <laughs> to the store. That sounds awful. It, like, it, I, it, do, it does not sound fun. I don't understand it. And if you're doing a true Ironman, which this was actually an Ironman sponsored race, you are not allowed any kind of electronic. Uh, like no no, no head, music no headphones on music or anything because it it can technically help set set your pace for you. So all you could have is like your watch and your thoughts. That I would I would go crazy by the like by the end of it I would be I can barely drive forty five minutes without going crazy <laughs> my own brain. Oh my god! All right, so so we're talking about Iron Man and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Anything else this week, Tolbert? You you we're did nesting. Some, we're nesting. We're nesting. Still we're nesting towards the end of the nesting. I hope. Um, you know, most exciting thing in my week is I hung a screen door with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a wonderful afternoon. Did your dad yell at you like my dad does? No, it was uh, it was very nice. Did he, did he go, Chris? Very, just just get out of the way. No, oh no, not at all. Did he say? Did we, he say? We work what? Exact, God, don't mind. We work exact opposite of you and your father. Uh, we, we're a very good team. Just get it done. So nobody threw their hands up in the air and walked off and then no. come back for 30 minutes. No, and then they came back forward. with a dip in their mouth and they said, 
<laughs> well, did you do it? And then, then when you said no, because I was waiting on directions from you. And then he said, well, you should have done it. <laughs> no, I, by the time we got to that point, I went and got PTs for everybody. Yeah. That finished it up. Yeah. You, you went to PTs. I went to just therapy. <laughs> it was a good afternoon, though. 45 minute installation took three, four hours, but we got it done. Good. Good. <laughs> At least you got it done. I'll, uh, I'll be installing, installing a toilet with my father Ooh. later this evening. So toilets aren't as, as hard as you think. That's yeah. Easy. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe what? there's floor rot, though. We'll get really excited. Yeah, that's not as <laughs> when the when the floor is rotten. That's that's not fun. Hey, do wear gloves, though, because there is a lot of shit hanging have, around the rim that you lots, don't know. There. Lots of rubber gloves. OK. Just making sure. Just if you need sure. any help, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't call Aaron either. Trust me. Well, I'm going to be out of town. Right? That's, that's what my, my segment is yeah, going to be about. He's about to head out of town, hit the road. Yeah, we're, gonna... we're going to Marshall, North Carolina. Don't know where that is. Jasmine just kind of threw a dart at a board when she was looking up Airbnb. So we are going to a nice little cabin. It's about 20 miles uh, northeast, I believe. And can I just say, don't quote me, going to the mountains in the fall might be really really white of both of you yes yeah, yeah, yeah the pretty leaves yeah, yeah. we, we want to see oh, pretty yeah. leaves that's some very very white. The crisp that's, the, that's some white people shit wear, right there, man. wear sweaters and sit cookies are here shaking his head like, yeah uh, <laughs> i will say this week that we we've got our brand new north face sweaters <laughs> sweatshirts oh my god so are they we're, monogrammed uh no they're not they the north face on it that's ll bean <laughs> that does the monogram so we're are going to pick apples uh probably no <laughs> but now that you suggested that, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe we're going to go pick some apples, have some cider. You know, if, if, if it's brown and it's clear, wait, no, if it's if it's tangy and it's brown, you're in cider town. If it's. If clear it's, and yellow, you got juice there, fella. Well, yeah, there you go, there you go. Thank you, Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to the mountains this week. India has to take care of our little demon spawn, uh, yeah, Terry Funk. He's tried to kill me since the moment I walked in the door. Today. Yeah. So he's like the little gremlin in the, uh, the, the tree house of horrors, like the yes. little gremlin, the, the school bus gremlin. You'll like look down out the window and he's climbing. He's, he's out. currently powering up because he did expel all of his energy Dude. trying to kill. Toby. He is very cute, though. You can't tell me that that is not a cute kitten. That's a cute kitten, right? It's He's cat. cute, too. He bites the shit out of your arm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what happened. Oh, so yesterday we had our, our, our 15s match. We, we had a very tough 15s match yesterday. Uh, we, we traveled up to Durham. We had 21 players. It was good. Uh, actually, one of the best turnouts for our team uh, in a long time. Rookie so And up. still <laughs> undefeated. That's right. We're okay, still undefeated. Nice. Uh, nice I scored it, a, a 15s try. That was not 75 yards. Was, it was this the a, opening try as well? It, it was the opening try for our team. No. So it was it was That's they the had scored and we drove down. And nobody started a fight to distract the ref. Nobody. No, no. This was a hard fought real uh, try. Oh, wow. this time. Did you catch the ball or did you pick and go? No, no. I, I, I it was it was just a crash, a crash on the three and, yard line. You caught, did you do that big body side catch thing that you do where you just like curl down into it? No. I, so I took like I had a bunch of good runs yesterday that were just caught in my hands, pull it in and then run. Because he always does, drop he does. You know what I'm talking about, right? Told oh, me yeah. He just does this thing. Well, I catch it <clears throat> sometimes. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I got my try yesterday. Uh, we had a good game. It was a good game. There you Aaron, go. Is that your first try? No, he no, scored no. the try on the you thing. You, start, the you started the fight cookie. You scored a try on. Was that your first? No, no, no. Sorry. No, no. I'm saying it was that your first try. No. Well, first 15s try. 
Yeah, the fight was his first. first I find out like have you have you done a Zulu? He is not. He, I he did kind of sort of sort of on the seventh. Kind yeah. of Zulu at the seventh. Um, he did, since um, we were in a public park with children around, I didn't excuses. get completely naked. Oh, so okay. it is compression okay. shorts. Because we'll allow it. Because it was a children's park. You always we'll said. You always said. Then you gave. You want to see dong? Aaron. <laughs> You're yeah. not gonna see it. <laughs> You're not gonna see it if I zoom. <laughs> I get shy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like a little red clown nose. Oh. <laughs> 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 is that a button? What is that? <laughs> His pubes are platinum. <laughs> Why is it so white? <laughs> you know what's interesting? They're not. <laughs> They're brown. This looks like Hudson's hair. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week. We have a cosmic gumbo of characters of professional wrestling scariness. So it's spooky. Last week, we started off Halloween season with Dan Housen, who's very nice, very evil. This week, we are just having a gumbo, a cosmic gumbo, if you will, uh, before next week's Halloween Havoc episode, which is always one of our favorites. So if, if you guys have any suggestions for Halloween Havoc matches that we have not covered yet, please send it in. Uh, Travis. Uh, Byron, send them in uh, because you're the only two people that ever send us <laughs> suggestions. And you guys are also in the group chat with us. So there you go. Uh, anybody else, just send us a DM and we would like to get those Halloween Havoc matches on. And remember, we, we like terrible wrestling matches, too. So you, they don't have to be like a five star classic. We'll it call it be. unique. We, we're a unique podcast. We're not the kind of podcast that just watches Dave Meltzer classic and then shits on work rate. Mm-hmm. No, we love bad work, <laughs> as you'll see in most of the matches we watch today. Anyway, so we, we've got um, three. Well, technically, yeah, I, I will say three movie monsters this week. We have got Leatherface from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. We have got uh, if you've ever seen what is it? You only live uh Twice the James Bond movie. They had the voodoo priest. Yes. In that movie, we have got a voodoo priest. And for Big Mike this week, Mike has got an ancient mm. mummy. We've got Prince Karis. Prince Karis. So let's talk about some wrestling. Mike, you have got, we, we just mentioned it. You have got an ancient mummy. And I don't know what kind of music I'm going to play because he didn't really have a theme song. Uh, maybe I'll have that that very... Uh, <laughs> That's racist. Is it? No. Is it racist? I don't know. Mike, you have got Prince Karis against Tim Horner. Correct. We've got White Lightning, Tim Horner. <laughs> Oh, that's racist. Versus, <laughs> no, White Lightning in the moonshine. Oh, come on. He's a drunk. Versus <laughs> Prince Harris, as introduced by Dr. Daryl Von Horn. D- now, Cookie, did you watch this match at all? Yes, I did. Do you under- Do you know who that is? That's James Vandenberg. Yeah, James who Mitchell. is also the sinister minister, James Mitchell. Oh, yeah. It's- I was very hyped. I was, no, I was very hyped myself. Hey, I just, I just want to say Dr. Daryl Van Horn. Actually, let's get let's let's start with the the referee and, and white lightning Tim Horner. They've got some just 
Is it Brian Hildebrand is the ref? I don't know. Yeah, but, it is. But it it's, is classic. I'm going to call it a low flow, drippy mullet. 100% Brian Hildebrand. Oh, my yeah. God. It's perfect. Like you talk about normal mullet business in the front party in the back. This is business front top and back and then you got the party on the bottom yeah and they are both just just loving those locks yeah. anyway they look great um now we got dr daryl von horn who has studied in cairo um the university of cairo university of cairo got his doctor went across the river to the valley of the kings the region of the souls whatever it might yeah. be yeah they found prince Karis's um tomb they, they did all the voodoo things. They burned the, the whatever. They yeah. ate the bug. They incantations is the word. They the used. scarab. They, they, scarab. They, they ate the sacred scarab and they were able to rise from the depths. Thirty five hundred years in the making. Prince cares. And he used some like incantation words, too. Do, do you remember any of those words? Uh, no, I was going to try. And there's no way I can make that up. on. The so fly. apparently there, there is a, a an old wives tale that uh, like an old urban legend, if you will, that he just cussed a lot in Carney. Like apparently he was just speaking <laughs> Carney. I ought to go back and, and, and just was cussing the whole time in Carney. He, he did. He did actually mention that one. Um, he's calling this isn't Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So he's calling the. Um, uh, fans inbred and all this sort of stuff. He did say he studied um, oh, necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fans are like, I don't know what that is. Nice smart. <laughs> I don't have so much study. It. <laughs> Commit. <that>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a proper way to do it. I don't know. And so, so he introduces Prince Karis and let me go ahead and just say, he comes out. He's very menacing. He's very large, clearly fresh out of the tomb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so he gets into the ring. Tim Horner looks scared. I would be too, man. You're about to face this demon monster uh, thing that just came yeah, across the river from Egypt. Yeah. Like you have no idea. You know, you may be training and, and wrestling for years and years and years. You don't know what kind of what kind of action this guy is going to be bringing. Uh, you know, you have the, you know, the famous catches can't catch can whenever yeah. in England. You have the luchadors in Mexico, yeah. the strong style in Japan. And we've got a thirty five hundred year old ancient Cairo wrestling technique that we have not seen ever, I think, ever until Kevin Nash. <laughs> so very similar. <laughs> so actually, so Prince Karras goes ahead. He gets in the ring. Tim Horner. What's he going to do? You, I mean, sometimes you got to take the offense to the guy. Yeah. Right? So he hits him. Boom. <laughs> this, dust, that, part, this, that part literally made me laugh out loud. Dust. Flies off Prince Karras. But the problem is he just knocked the rust off the mummy. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> <laughs> he is about to get into this, right? This mummy now is pissed. What's he going to do? You go, you go to your wheelhouse, go to your bread and butter, choke. And he starts choking Tim Harris out. Tim Harris doesn't know what to do. Horner. Tim, Horner, Horner. Tim Harris, Prince Harris, <laughs> whatever the fuck, who cares? And he's choking the life out of this man. It is so bad that Smoky Mountain goes goes ahead and cuts. They had to cuts, cuts, the, black. cuts, cuts the video. <laughs> they had to. It, it was such a graphic to, thing to, to watch. To, 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 to the next thing. And somehow Tim Horner was able to escape the death grasp of Prince Karis, the mummy. Um, somehow he, he, he does actually land a, a power bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Dust everywhere. But shit, you woke the mummy again. This, we've, we're trying to we're seeing some correlation here. When you knock the dust off the guy. Yeah. What happens next? You get your shit choked out. Yeah, that's right. So, and, and do you think so? So we'll say that this is like maybe talcum powder, right? We'll, we'll say maybe ancient talcum powder. And, you know, talcum powder nowadays causes cancer. This mummy 
He might have been wrapped in asbestos. Yes, I think. I think yeah. it was asbestos, mummy. He won't catch fire. He's, he's got power. <laughs> heard him. And so he's choking him out. But now what's he doing? He's choking him out and he's throwing him in the ropes. But with his wow, his hands on his throat, and he pulls him back and he throws him in the ropes. He pulls him back. And what Smoky Mountain do? They go, oh shit, we can't show this. We can't TV. show it. It's too graphic. This is way too aggressive. So they cut back out. And then we're back, and Tim Horner somehow again has escaped the devil, even or even evil demon hands of this mummy. Say. Land a pretty big kick. Yeah, it was a good kick. <laughs> Smoke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, doesn't he know that once you stop kicking, <laughs> stop him. kicking this thing? And uh, what do you think happens next? Uh, he gets choked out. He, he, does he get choked? He gets out, choked like... out. But <laughs> but somehow he uh, the doctor uh, Daryl Van Horn. <laughs> Gets to distracting the referee and the and he starts chanting these things. And so the mummy stops choking. Mm. And then uh, Tim runs over there. He's like, what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> and uh, work with me, pal. Then we, then, me. then we see then we see he's act, you know, Dr. Daryl Van Horn is actually chanting the, some sacred thing to the mummy. The mummy sits down. He gets back up. He locks and loads his arm. What the hell is about to happen? <laughs> he's a Roman race. He, he just locked and loaded. He put reset that crispy old bone that he had in his arm <laughs> and he lands the biggest haymaker across Tim Horner's face. He is KO'd. Referee Jesus. with the flowy locks doesn't know what to do. He's so concerned. He's like, this guy's passed out and he looks to the ring bell. At that point, Tim does get his foot up, but he's like, this is over. This guy's knocked out. Um, shout out to the commentary. They, they provided great, um, insightful things throughout. They talked about the many moves and the deep well of the moveset of Prince Karis. I, I believe I, actually one of them was, uh, uh, oh, uh, I can't even think of his name now. Uh, just keep going. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Dutch Mantel. Yeah, Dutch yeah. Mantel it, yes, definitely was Dutch Mantel. And then, uh, so they talk about the deep wheel well of his, his moveset and how impressive it was. I mean, this is a style, like I said, one we've not seen yeah. until Kevin Nash gave us the big boot. Yeah. Um, you know what he should have done is channel his inner Brendan Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> would have been over. Yeah, absolutely. Before you no, started. it wouldn't have. It would have happened four times. And You're then, right. And, and then, then Tom, the rock would appear. <laughs> the rock would appear. <laughs> and then Tom Cruise would come in and just ruin the whole franchise. Yeah. What, what the hell, Tom? Um, hey, shout out Prince Karis. Bad guy goes over. Pretty good match. I was very impressed. I giggled a little bit, laughed out loud once or twice. I was very impressed with his uh, Egyptian strong style move set, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I will say that, that you left out one of my favorite things. For the save at the end, here comes Dirty White Boy with a chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Everyone loves Dirty White Boy. Oh, no, it's all uh, of a sudden, apparently Dirty White Boy is a, a face at this time. Who's going to save Mr. Horner from getting killed by this mummy is, is, is Dirty White Boy. Who's just he, do, he does hit him. With a chair and then no sold it. More smoke. <laughs> now, let's break kayfabe here for a second now. Uh, Jim Cornette booked this. I know. And the whole time I'm watching it, I go, and he shits on fucking <laughs> AEW and Orange Cassidy. And he sent a fucking mummy out there that did two moves. Choke. Punch. Yeah. That Boom. was it. 
That's all mean. he needs to do. That's what Jim Cornette would it's, say. He's got superpowers. <laughs> he's got superpowers. Now, had he teleported to the ring, it would have been over. It would have been over. Yeah. Oh, my God. God forbid we do some supernatural shit with Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> this Daryl Van Horner can travel to the Valley of the Kings and <laughs> do the sacraments and eat a bug and bring back a fucking mummy. Get out of her. I, Get so out I here. will say one thing. Other So Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They had a I guess it would be like in in rap. There's ghost riders. There's somebody there was a ghost investor to uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. If you guys know anything about rock music or the Black Album by Jay-Z, Rick Rubin, you're crazy for this one, Rick. You know what I'm talking about, Cookie? (laughs) So Rick Rubin, this uh, one of the greatest producers of all time, huge wrestling fan, right? Massive wrestling fan. He was the one that was bankrolling a lot of Smoky Mountain wrestling. Okay. Jim Cornette says he was out of it all the time. He's like, he just gives him money. He doesn't, he says, Jim, you, you work the book any way you want, except I want to see a mummy. <laughs> Rick Rubin wanted that mummy and Jim Cornette provided that mummy. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta please the investors. That's sometimes. right. You know, How yeah. much money do you think it's sometimes you gotta do business to take a guy to Cairo Get him a doctorate degree. Pretty terrible, right? One find one because like they're hard to find now. now everybody, yeah, everybody's been now everybody's cursed. Geraldo's been in all of them. <laughs> Damn it, Geraldo. I, and I think it's probably around the time that Geraldo did that live uh, King Tut tune excavation thing. So, you know, it's in the cultural zeitgeist that a mummy is around. There you go. Anything else? No, no. That was good. Do you have any social media this week? No, we haven't done shit. All right. (laughs) right. On Instagram or Twitter. All right. For Strong Style, Cookie. So, So we... Basically, this week, it's a little bit opposite. We've got two uh, high spot matches and then a match that's not very high spot going to the person that usually gets a high spot. Cookie, you have got a very fun matchup. You've got the more extreme version of the high spot. You have got one Leatherface against some guy that I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't even know who this guy is, but Leatherface, he's the spooky person. <laughs> not, not the other guy. No, not the other guy. This is a barbed wire broad chain death match. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it looks like FMW to me, which means so, it had to be Onita. No, no. So this is actually, so this is the rival promotion to FMW. Oh. This is IWA Japan. IWA Japan had the tournament of the death match. So the match that you're watching is like the semifinals. And the finals after this, whoever wins your match mm-hmm. goes up against Cactus Jack. So it's that famous match that you've seen with Terry Funk and Cactus Jack and the C4 exploding death. Oh, wow. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. I make reference to it a little bit. So excuse me. Um, (laughs) Well, damn, I was going to say, Aaron, do you think drugs were involved with the creative process of this match? Yeah. Yeah. Also still. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Cool. So Um, wait, wait. So we do have the other competitor in this matchup is Terry Funk. Yeah, yes. I just want to bring that up. It is yes, Terry it is. Funk, the greatest. It is the great, the great Terry Funk. Absolutely. Um, so I'm confused. So I'm confused. Is one super, one person supposed to be like, or both people supposed to be cuffed to the chain? I 
Or what is this match supposed to be? (laughs) What the hell is this match? I think they're both supposed to be chained. It's basically a strap match, but with a chain, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. The venue looks like a boatyard. I just want you to know that. It looks (laughs) (laughs) like they went down the street from your house. They went to the shipyard, and they put a wrestling ring there. Yeah, honestly, it looks like the baseball stadium that's very close to my house. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But let's go ahead and get to the countdown. Cookies, top four, number one. By God, Leatherface has a chainsaw, folks. And I don't like it one damn bit. But Terry, Terry took two shots from that chainsaw. Now, obviously, the chain has been taken off of the damn thing. But Terry sells it like the chain is not. <laughs> yeah, see, Terry just, like, acts like it's, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Like, Terry took two shots, and he's just rolling around, screaming at the top of his lungs. I believe he also bladed for the uh, the chainsaw that was not chained. Yes, absolutely. Because you're Terry Funk and you, of course, you have to. Yeah, you right? got to do it. Number two. Um, I'm very confused by the lack of explosions early in the match because uh, Terry Funk, you know, Terry Funk doesn't get thrown into the barbed wire. He um, freely just falls into the barbed wire. He just he just kind of lays back into it and uh, there's no explosion. So what the it's hell is going on It's not an exploding here? match. Was the pyro budget cut? What was going no, there's on? There's no exploding in this match. It's not I an explosion this, match. I thought this was supposed to be an exploding death match. No, well, it's I hear just death a death match. match. I hear death match. I'm thinking explosions. Well, not all the time. Ah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, side note. Did y'all see Terry crack Leatherface over the head with that chain? Yes. Like he literally hits him in the back of the head with yes. chain. Yes. <laughs> And Leatherface like kind of turns around like you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> He's like, damn, dude. Come on. Damn, man. Chill out. Oh, man. Number three. I never thought about this until my match because, uh, well, I thought this was Onita, but it's not Onita. But like Onita said, who the hell wants to buy a front row seat to an exploding death match, right? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. So at this show, there are two fences that separate the action from the fans. And these two climb that fence and the fans are just freaking out. Um, everyone's like on, t- everyone's standing up, everyone's cheering them on and um, Funk and Leatherface do a hangman spot mm. and then Leatherface counters it and Terry almost falls off the damn fence, but instead he lands nut first <laughs> on top of the smaller fence to which some girl in the crowd goes, no, Terry. <laughs> she knew. She, she she wanted to have his babies. She wants his seed, the seed of Terry. <laughs> Maybe Terry was the sex god all along, boys, and we just Maybe never she knew. She already it. had his brother. Now she wants the yeah, uh, she wants the whole the funk. headliner. She wants to get funked. <laughs> she wants the funkster. That's what. Yeah. It is. Uh, we'll go to the honorable mentions next. There's a there's a shot of Terry, Terry Funk with the chain just like wrapped around his face that I think our boy Travis could really turn into a masterpiece of artwork. Oh, it's incredible. That, that shot I thought was, was beautiful. Literally one of my favorite shots. It's just like, it's not even like, he, he doesn't even have to pull hard on it. It just looks really good. And Terry sells the hell, hell out of it. Also terrifying to watch Leatherface choke out the Funkster. Um, just because this like his Leatherface gimmick, like it, it's pretty good. Like, yeah. It, it's creepy. And he's so unhinged that there's like an air of like, what the hell's this guy doing? I think he really got into the character and like, you know, it was almost like method acting for him. I, I could definitely see that. Do you know who this was? Like, was he famous? Uh, so the guy also was Corporal Kirshner in W. So he, 
so this guy, he had a little run in WWF and uh, just realized that maybe he could make more money as Leatherface. Oh, well, he I'm sure he did because, yeah, he's a hell of a good job in this match. Um, anyway, they finally cut to a chick who's screaming Terry's name and she's holding up a Texas flag. And I'll be damned, but I never thought I'd see a, a Japanese woman just hanging, hanging up the te- Texas flag. They love going, it. Terry, Terry. They love Terry. They love them some fucking Terry Funk. You got to love it, man. All right, last one. Those Howard Barnum approved Japanese tables. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man. Yeah, so I was showing the boys the match before that happened. And I said, guys, watch this. And Mike was like, oh, that's 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 rough. That's yeah. rough. Yes, because Leatherface is on top. He's literally on the top rope and they're chained to each other. So it's the dumbest thing to go to the top rope, if you ask me, because all Terry has to do is pull. And that's what he did. Terry Punk pulls and Leatherface flies off the top rope, hits the table. Table doesn't break at all. (laughs) But Leatherface does. You can tell that he was so hurt by that. Yes. Yes. We we were saying beforehand that that, that this table, Mike, you were saying that that they're made out of like steel and wood. Yeah, that and I'm not sure exactly that one, but I've moved a couple over the uh, couple weeks ago and they were literally like cold, hard steel and like hardwood. And probably that that little table weighed like 50 pounds. Jesus. Mike also said it was probably built in World War Two. And I said that probably withstood Iwo Jima and Hiroshima. So. Uh, it, it, it's probably like a table that is irradiated as well. Hardened from the radiation. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like petrified. Godzilla. So like you get Godzilla in hard tables. Yeah. Oh my God. You should, we should tell Anita about this. Have a radiated tables. Something like that. <laughs> I think he knows. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah, writing true. it down. True. <laughs> true. All right. Number four. I thought that was four. No, no, no. That was my honorable mentions. Oh, wow. Okay. So what is number four? Very last one, man. Three shots with the right, and Terry Hall's back and knocks Leatherface out with that left-hand haymaker. And that was it. That spelled the end for Leatherface. Leatherface goes down, gets pinned for the three, and then pops back up like he's ready to go. But it's too late because Terry M.F. Funk takes the victory. I Also, I think Leatherface was kind of pissed that, like, <laughs> he got some receipts in that match. That, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he definitely did. Yeah, that, that were not supposed to happen. That's a that's the second match that ended from a punch. That's right. It's the power of the punch. Damn right. Good old Texas one two three. That's right. Well, power I guess it was one one two. True. And at the very end, you can hear Terry. Oh yeah. Oh, she wants. They it. also loved his music. You see some. Uh, you see some guy who is obviously from Myrtle Beach that traveled to Kawasaki, the, yeah. Japan. He is dancing, dancing. Cookie, do you oh, give him five cookies because you have to? Of course, you know, it's a Terry Funk match. I have to give it five. What are you talking about? Terry Funk gets the five. Leatherface gets like three and a half. All right. Yes. This is going to be a quick one, folks. Because got, so here's uh, the deal: you have asked. Yep. You asked for a Papa Shango. Uh huh. I gave you a Papa Shango. You gave me a match with Papa Shango in it. <laughs> <laughs> you did not 
give me a Papa Shango match. Let's, how, uh, let's, let's be clear. How many actual Papa Shango matches exist? A there's lot. not. Uh, there's I, a lot, but like nothing. Right. But see, he had a certain gimmick, and he, you know, he set things on fire. He liked to set your feet on fire. Nice. No one's feet got set on fire in this match. <laughs> I can tell you because everybody moved real slow. <laughs> yeah. Except for the oh, coked up monster. Yeah. The real monster is cocaine in your mouth. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Get ahead of me there. <laughs> so we have uh, <coughs> a tag team match, apparently. Uh, no one told these guys until about 10 minutes in it was going to be a tag team match. But we have Papa Shango and the Berserker. Yeah. Which I'm not familiar with the Berserker. Also coked up big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Huge guys. So we got uh, a couple brutes in the ring. Papa Shango with his he is accompanied by Mr. Fuji. He is a, uh, a voodoo priest. He's a very powerful man. Um, later, he gets out of the game and becomes a pimp, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's the natural progression of yeah. voodoo, priest, uh, voodoo priest, pimp daddy. pimp daddy, then a part of the corporation of um, the ministry. Was, was he a part? No, no, no. He went. He went from voodoo priest to nation of domination mm-hmm. to then he went to Godfather. Godfather. Then he then, went to write the censor, yes. which he was like a part of the uh, the, the big uh, television yeah. anti like censorship, <laughs> uh, well, pro censorship stuff. And then uh, what was the final thing was it's just now he's just stoner Godfather. Yeah. yeah. Smoke weed every day. Um, anyway, we have them berserker. Out comes the undertaker. Uh, with Paul Bear. This is old school, guys. This is WWF days. This is old school Undertaker. This is fresh ginger beard Undertaker. Um, You know, his his purple attire is big tie, kind of goofy. He's he's just breaking into the business. though. He's still learning his his moveset. Uh, So he lurks. He lurks a lot. He does that. He does that uh, haunting punch. Yeah. And that's about he does few punches and i think he does a flying clothesline at yep. one point and that's yeah. it for taker that's it <laughs> so yep. rest of the time he's lurking out comes the ultimate warrior uh-huh. like he just did a fat line yeah, he probably did seconds before yep. he ran into the ring yep. um and he does his crazy choo-choo thing runs right <laughs> in that's, that's every time i see warrior i just think of crazy choo-choo training this may be our first ultimate warrior match the first time we covered warrior? i think it might be the I'm first really time we've covered surprised. the ultimate warrior i'm surprised because is, i hate him that much yeah everybody does <laughs> but he is juiced and ready to go um it starts off with just kind of mayhem in the ring a uh, little back and forth between shango berserker and warrior while taker just kind of lurks uh eventually we get some organization these boys realize it's a tag team match so uh we start off with taker just a little back and forth we ended up with warrior just kind of getting pelted on by Shango and Berserker for a while. And this is just classic big man stuff. You know, you don't have any anything crazy. I think the highest spot we have is a flying clothesline from Taker that I mentioned. Yeah, there's uh, Warrior does his thing. He's just hyped up jumping around the ring. <laughs> um, but fun match. We see some, you know, over the rope backlift spots, you know, a couple times from Warrior throwing some big guys out of the ring. Uh, Taker goes over the top ropes a couple times as well, but lands on his feet. And lurks, and we start to see the beginning of that uh, Undertaker style, where he's like, "I'm agile, strong, big man, and whatever you do to me, I'm gonna pop right back up." Right. But um, I, I I do like the early Taker stuff, man. I like to see the progression of that. 
It's interesting. Yeah, it's good. But entertaining match. It was spooky. It was scary. A little spooky. A little scary. We end the match with uh, a couple of choke slams, of course. And they don't call them choke slams at this point. I forget what they call them. Um, I have to mention the the commentary. Uh, Whoever the British guy on commentary does sound like. uh, (laughs) Sounds like Jackie Daytona. (laughs) The whole time he's commentating the match. Jackie Daytona (laughs) here. That's what it, it reminded me of. It just reminded me of Laszlo. Um, but entertaining match. The kids loved it. This is like height of warrior like fandom. <sighs> yeah. Well, no, I, I'd say it's just right it after. Right. Okay. This is right as it goes down because there was this really. St- and I tried to find this for you. Um, <clears throat> Papa Shango had a like feud with the ultimate warrior where Papa Shango placed a curse on the ultimate warrior. Uh-huh. And the ultimate warrior is standing, cutting a promo and his head starts have oozing black <laughs> fluid. Right. And there's black fluid going down his face and ultimate warriors in the middle of this promo. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And like, it's this famous, like really crappy. Really. Booking. Yeah. So, of, well, Shango doesn't do much in this match at all. He just kind of, you know, he's there. He, he's there. He's the guy in the corner throwing a couple punches every now and again. But, you know, fun, spooky. Spoopy match. Spoopy. Uh, it, it ends, of course, Warrior with a pen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, he probably just goes back to uh, to his eight ball or whatever. <laughs> Backstage. I'd say Mo- 16 ball. Muttering racist <laughs> comments under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got the Liverpool United match to get to. That's right. Up the Reds, baby. Liverpool all day. So uh, here's the haiku. Undertaker lurks. Shango just Shango's. <laughs> Warrior goes crazy train. Yeah, there you go. All right, so folks, thank you for listening to our cosmic gumbo of an episode here this week. Uh, next week, I'm going to be refreshed from my mountain trip. Uh, if I don't, you know, when we gave your pointers, you just mentioned your stomach knows you're going on a vacation. Yeah, so I have not shit yet today, yeah, so I'm like, so I'm worried about that. Find a Cracker Barrel or a hotel, uh, and there's plenty on the way to to, to the mountains. Yeah, you got a six hour drive ahead. Of you, you taking forty? You going through South Carolina? Uh, Take 40. TBD. It's Sunday. I take 40. Yeah. No, 40. We drove 40 yesterday. There's so much construction. We might do 7476. Either way, get over to 7476. All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak. Next week, our favorite week of the year, we have got our Halloween Havoc episode. Remember, send us in your uh, suggestions, anything like that, blah, blah, blah. Halloween Havoc next week on $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Thank you for listening.